I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I am excited for you to meet this guest that I have met. Let's see, I read her book. I've found her on a podcast, Next Level Soul is a podcast that I follow that you would probably all love because I do find a lot of my guests from that show. And then I just went down her rabbit hole. (laughs) You know how I like those. And I really wanted to share her with you because she is newly to channeling this group, non-physical entities called Vagrian. And it was 2019 when she opened up those gifts. And I feel like it's similar to many of my guests where it's a new opening, a new awakening, their energy has shifted and they've opened these amazing gifts and hers is different and a different little twist. I would guess she has gotten different messages that are different than what I have learned before. So I think this episode will open your eyes to even more, a different perspective. She's from Italy, Milan, and she's just this beautiful soul that you, when you watch her go all the way to the end, because she will channel. And, you know, I think when I am attracted to learning from these channels, as you can tell by probably looking at In the last 20 episodes, you know, probably a quarter of them have been channels. But the reason I am interested is I just want to learn new perspectives on life. I want to open my, just open my antenna for different ways of living and expanding and opening, you know, this different vibration that I know we all know the feeling of when we are living in a place of, you know, love and open and teach me anything. And if it resonates with me, then I'm going to take it with me and use it as a tool. Well, I feel like with Jesse, her tools and what Vagarian talks about really resonate with me. Just like when I uh, interviewed beautiful Sarah Landon in the council, you know, that resonated with me. So it's just a new perspective And I think you'll love Jesse just as much as I do. And you will start following her on Instagram and she has classes. Her books are amazing. She even has a GYST planner that she sells. Get yourself together. Anyway, I just, she's just this beautiful, she has two children, a little younger than mine, but um, yes, I just really highly, highly think so much about her. And I know you'll love it. So anyway, 
on to this episode, but before we get going, I just want to thank you again and remember to subscribe and message me. I got so many people messaging me with Sarah Landon's episode. So if you haven't gotten to listen to that yet, go back to that. She was amazing. And then Bill Phillips was the next week. Amazing. <laughs> and now Jesse, I just feel like, you know, we keep layering and layering and layering and learning and growing. And, you know, I just, you know, that we're coming to the end of school year with my girls and you know, I'm watching them. They're getting ready to go to a crew race, their regionals meet in Sacramento. And I'm, I'm actually going to North Carolina to Joshua's retreat, Gary Temple Bodley and Christy Burkhead. They've both been on this podcast Gary a few times, but I'm, I'm expanding and meeting people and, you know, the girls are doing their thing and Richard's going with them. And I feel like, you know, in a place right now of the way the earth is, you know, going and, you know, we could focus on the news, we could focus on the negative, but when in this house, we don't focus on that. The news isn't on, we focus on the excitement, the newness. What are you going to learn in Sacramento with your race? How have you built yourself up? How have you worked out, you know, training? Can you see a difference? We talk about growth and expansion. Talk about that in your families, you know, see where you've been for this whole school year. Like how have you improved and, you know, what from August till now, you know, the growth and encourage that because I love to just point out things like, look at where you, what you've learned, look at where you are now. And I do the same with me. I look back, I read my automatic writings. If you know, you, you listen to Sarah about automatic writing and I love doing that. And when you look back and you see the magic of not thinking that it's what you're writing is actually true, but you start to look back and I look back like a year ago and think, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, it really came true, but at the time it just seems like not even, um, possible, but, you know, use this time of year when school's ending summer's beginning, reflect on all your wins, reflect on your growth, reflect on your expansion, see where you want to go in life. Where do you want to see yourself when school starts again? I mean, if you have kids, but where do you want to see yourself after summer when you're heading into fall, you know, start having visions and you know, dream big. I, you know, I always talk about, you know, don't limit yourself. And I'm a big believer in people limit themselves and to take those walls down and just say yes all the time. Say yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you never know. And if there's a no, say yes to the other yes or the other no. Just keep going. That's when life becomes expansive and where you're going to grow and you can look back and say, wow, I've really grown because that's why we're here. And I'm super passionate about that. And teenagers, I have so many amazing teenagers right now in my class all over the country. And, you know, I watch what they're going through and, you know, struggling with school or struggling with friends, don't have their morning routines set up. And now that we do, they start to be more positive, have more positive thoughts and, Oh, I just want all these teenagers to get the, get those tools ingrained in their brains. So when they are just like ready to fly the nest, they are so confident. So connect with me. If you know, a teenager, a parent that's struggling 
I would love to help, but I just am here and I appreciate all of you. And I know you're going to love Jesse and don't forget to stay till the end because it is pure magic. So without further ado, please welcome this beautiful Jesse Herman to the show. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. You're so welcome all the way from Italy. Yeah. I'm going there in June. So next month. Wonderful. So maybe we can catch her in person too. That'd be so nice. Gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, looking forward to that. I've never been. And that was will, one will of you our... be through Milan. Cause we'll definitely get in touch if you are. We are not. We're in Rome. How far is Rome from Milan? Oh, it's a couple hours on the train. So this okay. fast train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's talk about that because I was listening to you talk about there's stamps or po- like where you were born into and it, you were, were drawn to Italy. Cause you've yeah. never felt like you needed to leave. I know that feeling I'm in San Diego mm-hmm. and I had moved and I've all, it was always like, this is where I feel at home. This is my, uh, what do you call it? Stamp? Yeah, like, um, like location, like hub. I don't, I, I wouldn't have like, I don't have a term for it, but it's almost like you're called to be a lighthouse in a space or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like I don't know. Like I, I'm just here. Well, my life's now established here, but I don't know exactly, you know, in a logical order how I ended up here. <laughs> so, right. yeah. But I just, you know, you just know that on our soul plan, you know, like that's what I mean. Like you, your soul was drawn to Italy to do what you do yeah, and to have your children and all that. Mm-hmm. So I was drawn to you by, I was listening to a podcast and you know, I've started this podcast three years ago and I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know who I was going to interview. I didn't know what direction I was going to go. I just listened to my intuition and started this podcast. And like two days later, the girls might have two daughters were called into quarantine. So school got canceled. And I thought, wow, that's why I have all this time. I can really (laughs) learn how to do this and see where this leads me. Well, this has led me. I've always been a seeker, spiritual you know, always at the bookstore, had my children older in life, like you did 37 and 40. And I always believe I've always just known for more, but lately, and I know since 2020, all the, you know, I've read the Seth material. I've done Abraham Hicks. Uh, I'm part of the Joshua. I'm going there this week to a seminar where, where Gary Bodley channels Joshua, you know, I've done all the, that kind of seeking. <laughs> but it's interesting when I look back at my podcast, I'm now in the 160s. I haven't missed a week and it's kind of gradually gotten into this like it's and maybe every other one is a channel. Maybe you think, <laughs> you know, it's just so and a mediums and you know, I don't know, I just let it lead me. I don't it's not even a plan. I've just it's whatever is calling me. You know, mm-hmm. people are like, "Who do you how do you pick who's going to be on your podcast?" And I I don't really do that. I I kind of just know that when I saw you, I'm like, oh, I just want to share you because I think your your story's so fascinating and how it came into your um, life when it did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people realize now, I think channel is more of a, you know, common word these days. It's not. And I see the life, I see kind of it becoming more. I see people opening their life. Meditation has been, you know, the main theme. And like, all of a sudden I'm channeling, you know, there's all this channels people coming through. So I would love for you. Cause I think your story is so neat when you go back to childhood and I know you have, what age are your children? 
Um, my children are six and 12. Okay. Now. Yeah. But when you were that age, I feel like you were like, you know, we all know that we're programmed from zero to seven. We have all our limiting beliefs and our parents and our surroundings and everything. But I feel like you were aware that you did have, it was like something was knocking at you, like, and then you just kind of closed it off. When I was like a little kid, in fact, I was just reminiscing about this this week. I was just so weird. <laughs> oh, funny. You know, and I think I've spent my whole life trying to figure out how everybody else works because everybody else seems so foreign to me. But when I was definitely when I was a little kid, I had I just like a lot of weird tendencies and traits and stuff like that. And on top of that, I um I had like what my parents would call vivid imagination, but to me was very real and was seeing things that weren't there all the time. Was having conversations with things that weren't there all the time. And some of them were very pleasant and some were also scary. So when I would go to adults and say like, oh, this, you know, this thing happened, it was very much that sort of reaction of like, oh yeah, it's a monster under your bed type of story or whatever. But um, now in retrospect, I realized that I could see things that, you know, are normally non-physical. So I could see energies, I could see spirits or ghosts, whatever you want to call that, you know, and I remember when I saw um, The Sixth Sense, you know, I really resonated with that little boy because his experience was so much so that, you know, he had to hide what was going on for him from mom, you know, and it was couldn't maybe not being able to discern what was real or according to humanity, real and not real. And so at a certain point, you do lose that battle if you're a kid, when you have every older person telling you that what your reality is, isn't real and you, right. you go, well, okay. I have to now integrate in society. I have to integrate into this world. And, you know, your little innocent mind goes, okay, well, how am I going to do that? And what you do is you start pretending that you don't see the thing, you know, and you start right. learning ways to, to shut it down and to close it down. I honestly believe this is what happens to all of us, but maybe it happens at an earlier age, or maybe it's something that happens sort of like as a normal closing of that opening that we have as like newborn infants and stuff. I'm getting like tingles now. So I have a remembrance of, you know, that being called weird or having these weird experiences and having to sort of put that in a closet and go, okay, well, I'm not going to deal with that at all anymore to the point of forgetting that they were there. And then later on, things would recur. There would be some recurrence of those types of, of situations, scenarios, especially if someone like I knew had done died younger than they were supposed to or stuff like that. There were some things that would happen later on. But again, I just said, well, I have a vivid imagination. And <laughs> it wasn't until I accepted or agreed to, to channel with the energy that was calling through to me that I realized, oh, actually, no, all of that was real. <laughs> right. Do you um, raise your daughter? Is it, Do you have girls or boys? I have a good daughter and a son. So my daughter's older and she is the complete opposite. She's like such a skeptic. It's so funny. Oh, really? how, yeah, yeah. Like she doesn't, she thinks, you know, all of this stuff is just woo woo crazy and you know, she doesn't really enter into it, but I have to say, you know, several years ago, she was very similar to me in that, like, she had things that she could see at night and stuff like that. So I think, again, it's that natural mechanism of like closing something down for the sake of, of just existing as a human, you know, cause you can, we have that right. We have the right to say, you know what, I'm not interested in, in this aspect of, you know, reality, because it isn't the one that is serving me to be a human day to day but right. if you also choose, and I think this is also why a lot of channels are sort of, um, uh, you know, I don't want to call myself middle-aged, but <laughs> middle-aged <laughs> and older, 
people start channeling a little bit older because maybe, you know, the first part of life is, is sort of to get to a place where you know who you are and you've done all your human living stuff. And it seems Mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of challenge comes in around when you turn 40 or 50. And uh, that's really interesting that I've seen that sort of trend. Yeah, um, I have too. Amongst channels. But like to experience, like we're here, we chose to be human. Yeah. I've I've loved, I just can't tell you how much I've loved learning from you lately and reading your book. And, (laughs) but um, in your mind, when you look at your children, yeah. And how they, do you look at them like they chose you or do you feel like, how do you view that? I think we chose each other. I think that your children and your parents and basically anyone you have direct contact with, I really think it goes as far as like, you know, the people that are at your local grocery store or whatever are people that you've, you've agreed with each other to play certain roles in each other's lives to serve each other in certain ways, you know, and that can be either in positive or quote negative ways, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter because even the the people who trigger you the most, I mean, we all know, you know, how often has it been that you've like years later gone, you know, the person that really taught me the most in life was that, you know, that person that really pushed all my buttons the most. And it's like a, it's like a deal. So when I look at them, I do feel that they chose me, but I do know that I needed them. So right. that's like, I must have chosen them as well, exactly as a configuration to, to, you know, help me with my own spiritual growth and path right? as well. Yeah. And so you, you're on your journey and you're, you get to 40, you're getting ready to have your first child when this. No, no, I already had my first, let's see. No, they were, they were both around. No. Yeah. Yeah. They were both around. So I had both my kids and I'd had a bit of, I had like birth trauma with my first daughter. So I had like a lot of like postpartum stuff going on. That's when I started meditating. And then I had my son and that a lot of that was like healed because I had a home birth and I'd like orchestrated the whole thing to be a healing ceremony actually. Hmm. And I'd been meditating and I'd gotten into my own spiritual practice and journey and seeking. And uh, it was my 40th birthday and I was just so tired of this calling, you know, this like it wasn't a pressure. There was no discomfort. It was just like something in me knew I'm meant to be doing something or not even knew that, but was like annoyed because something kept telling me I'm meant to be doing something. So I was going to prove this energy inside of myself or, you know, cosmic energy completely wrong by proving that I'm not a channel once and for all and showing them that I, you know, can't channel. And so I set up like a voice recording software on my phone and I laid down on my bed to meditate with the first time, like saying like, okay, now I'm open to this. If I'm a channel, like come through spirit or whatever it is. And I went into meditation and I thought I'd fallen asleep. But when I woke up, there was a recording on the phone. Wow. And um, it was the same energy that I had like done some um, automatic writing or ears earlier. Very beautiful no pressure energy of like, listen, there's a message for humanity. This energy is here to help because humanity is calling now to this energy, to this universal energy. And you have the ability to do this. You don't, no, no problems if you don't want to, like, we're not going to force you, but thank you for opening up. And like, let's see, you know, if this can be a collaboration. So I, you know, I just imagine I'm crazy. <laughs> 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 just oh, said, okay, funny. fine. I'm I'm making things up again. Like, you know, what I was told when I was a kid, oh, my imagination's, you know, off the hook again and uh, whatever. And I experimented a little bit, but it was um, a couple of weeks later when I met a bunch of people who were into channeling 
And it was weird because up until then I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't met anyone who was into channeling and they were going around talking about Bashar. They were talking about all these channels that they knew and how excited they were about channeling as a medium. And uh, at the fifth or sixth day of them being excited about channels, I was like, hey, guys, you know, maybe I'm not sure what happened last week, but maybe I channeled. I'm not sure. So they were excited and they were super enthusiastic to put together like a session. Right. And uh, we did the session and it was amazing because for the first time I had proof that it wasn't me talking to myself Mm -hmm. because they were asking questions that I didn't know in advance. Right. And the answers were so fast and so spot on. I didn't even know these people. So I couldn't have like guessed stuff about them or been imagining things or known what would help them. I hadn't sat with them as coaching clients. So I didn't know their issues or anything. But when we came out of the session, it was really very clear that this energy wasn't for me to keep all to myself. Right. But you were doing life coaching, your pranic healer. You had, I was doing life coaching. The pranic healer came a little bit afterwards or just sort of around the same time. Let's see. I can't remember which came first. No, the pranic healing came afterwards. In fact, in that same one week period, something like that. So it was really interesting that this was sort of given around the same time. Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever have a regular job? I did. Yeah. I worked, (laughs) I worked in corporate. I worked as a graphic designer at Unilever for four years Mm. in England. And I worked um, as a computer animator. So I've had like a lot of creative jobs before. Yeah. Mm. But have you been so, but reading and meditating and always doing that kind of stuff? No, only since my daughter was born. So that's only 12 years. Oh, okay. 12 years of uh, like sort of spiritual journey, awakening type of type of uh, practice and, you know, self-help books and stuff like that. But again, that was, that was only 12 years. And I think I started the life coaching um, sometime after I sort of healed a little bit from her. So even the life coaching is something that's relatively recent because, you know, I was focusing on being like a full-time mom and, and then I was like, oh, you know, but I really would like to do something. So that's how I got a couple of my first clients in terms of life coaching. And again, with the life coaching as well, I think that there was a special um, aspect to having extrasensory perception, because when I go into a coaching client uh, session, it's as if I'm having two conversations, one with the person in front of me and then one with their higher self. Hmm. And I'm like constantly like, it's almost like, it's not even like life coaching. It's like couples coaching for a person <laughs> oh, wow. and like making peace between like the two issues of what's going on. So often I'll have information for people about like what their blocks are or where they're sabotaging themselves or not, or not even where they're just, you know, needing more love, you know, I'll have like a lot of interaction with like the inner child of the person and stuff like that. And it's really quite transformative because um, it's, I think it's, it's, guided also by the extrasensory ability to sense what's going on and to be in a state where I'm open to their, almost their soul speaking in a way. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Have yeah. you done past life regressions on your no. lives? No, no you haven't. Have no, no. Why? It's never sort of come up as an interest. I find like all my interests are very, they move towards pushing forward what, what, like what's happening with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So every time I think, oh, you know what? I should really do this thing or I should really do that thing. It's like, I think the thing and then I forget it. Hmm. And then I just don't look into it. And then it comes back up maybe three months later. And I say, oh yeah, that would be so cool to do that. Yeah. And there's so many modalities. I mean, even, you know, I have a friend, she's an amazing, um, astrologer, you know, even to get your chart written or like to look into all these other modalities and like, 
have all this like wealth of beautiful knowledge from the world. And I'm so into all of the stuff, but I never do anything. Like huh. I can never get around to it. Oh, funny. Do you, <laughs> but you believe in reincarnation. No, well, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation okay. because with Vagrian, they've kind of, I used to, but they're constantly talking about how everything's simultaneous. Right. So yes, past lives, but those past lives are more like other energies that are simultaneously happening that are not necessarily linear. So like you're more, yes, you're more connected with like whatever you've had a life regression for, but that doesn't necessarily mean it happened in the past. Mm -hmm. And if you can get your head around that, then that means that right now in this now, you also have access to whatever wisdom that person right now has, which is very cool. Right. (laughs) So you have all your past versions as like council members and, beings that can aid you in this life. And you're sort of like doing that back and forth for each other all the time. Oh God. Yeah. Like you're your also head past life to, to something else. Right. Like oh right my now. Gosh, right. <laughs> but you know, when you talk about, well, parallel multiverse, you know, go yeah. there because what have you learned from Vagran like that? Has they, have they upped your understanding of all that? I think so. You know, there's, it's so fascinating as a subject. In fact, the, a book I just bought was, um, is like, I, I get really into physics now because of these types of arguments. And because like science is kind of showing that this is a possibility of what reality is, but like Varian talks about this parallel reality thing so often. And I get it not as like logical in my head, but like transmission. So mm-hmm. my understanding is, is that like not only is everything parallel and we're like all our versions of ourselves, like there's a million, a billion infinite different Jessica's. There's also like infinite different, like everybody else's Mm -hmm. and all of them are parallel and all of them are you. So if like you would want to tune into someone else, let's say your lover, right? So you have your lover across from you and you're in a beautiful intimate moment. You can literally turn into the time. It's not time, but the, reality in which you are them in that moment. Wow. And you can like almost like zoom into their reality, their multi multiverse reality of them seeing you and you seeing them. And then you have this like ridiculous intimacy interwoven because of the fact that you are them and they are you now with a lover. It's easy, right? With someone walking down the street, you know, and their dog is, is, you know, making a mess on the pavement. Maybe it's not as easy, right? Right. <laughs> you, you want to tell them, hey, you clean up your mess, you know, but that's you leaving the mess on the pavement too, you know? So it's like, it does get a little like, oh my God, that's so overwhelming. And I think that's why we're, we're individuations. Like it's much less overwhelming to be one version of one reality, but you do have access to everything because you are everything. So right. that's really cool as well. And also it kind of makes it hard to, be upset about anything or to be angry at anyone or to not feel compassion for everyone. So once you're really starting to expand and understand that you don't really have an option to continue being like too ego driven or too self-centered because you know, everything's you. Right. So you just, your heart just opens. Right. And I love living like that. You know, I've, it's definitely evolved in the last few years for me, but and you talk about too, like everything's perfect. Even if, yeah. you know, you look at something and it's, you know, I always tell the girls and I'm sure you parent that way too. I, what is in it for you? Like it is for you. Like, isn't it cool to look at it? Like it's yeah. a thing. Cause it's not a bad thing. You can label yeah. it bad. 
but it's not, you know, I just love doing that. I love living that way from that perspective, because when you get to that place, like you can look at the guy on the street with the dog going to, you know, it's a mirror. It's all a mirror. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. is. Okay. So Vagrian, the name, I understand that, but you probably should explain that to everybody, Mm -hmm. how that came and the way you Googled the, do that whole, explain that. Okay. So back to this, these sessions with this group of people who were interested in channeling. So, you know, they were very excited. And I think it was the second session where they're like, oh, you know what we should ask? We should ask this entity what its name, like what planet it's from. And there was a lot of assumptions like what planet or what angel it is, or, you know, all these types of things. And, you know, that's perfectly normal because people want to know who they're talking to. Right. Right. So, um, so in the session, um, someone asked the name and Vagrin replied that, a name was given to like, was shown to me. But at the time, again, I wasn't um, fully in, like, I wasn't a full trans channel at the time. I was still very hesitant. I was very afraid of everything that was going on. I was like, maybe I'm like possessed. I don't know if this thing is good or bad. I don't know. Like if I'm lying to people, I want to be like really careful, you know? In fact, I was like, I was like, trying to like make sure I like lie down and stayed really still. Like I had a lot of procedures and protocols oh, that funny. I like make, Oh, am I facing South or North? I don't know. I had all <laughs> these like weird superstitions. So they said they told the crowd, the group that I was shown a name, but was re- like, was not going to say it because I was like not wanting to get it wrong. And that right. was like my experience. Right. So I came out of like this semi trance and I was like, like, well, I don't know what this thing is. They asked me a question. I don't know the answer to it. And like, now I didn't want to like say what it was. Cause then like, that's a commitment. <laughs> I don't know what this is. So I got it visually. I didn't, I don't hear things when I channel, I get like information packages. So I don't have like, until I speak, there's no sound. Right. Okay. So, um, I saw, I saw the word, I have the book here. So I saw the words, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. So I yes. saw like these letters. Okay. Like this. Okay. And I wrote them down like that. And then, and I went, okay, so that, that green, that green, I don't know what that is. Right. So I looked at, so what do you do? You Google things right away. Right. So what is that? And I didn't find a single, a single thing on the internet. Now you find it by the way, Oh, funny. <laughs> but I didn't find at the time, a single thing on the internet with these letters. I found like Wagrain in Switzerland, which is a mountain, which is a W but these letters were not together. And which is also really interesting because what on the internet doesn't exist. Right. Right. And the only website that did exist was a baby names website. And on that baby names website, it was like, there are zero usages of this name. We don't know the origin. We don't know the history. We don't know the, where it comes from. Like, and it's never been used as baby name or like 0.002 versions of registered names. And then it said something like, um, seeking it. Yeah, I, I remembered it as sinking ends when sharing begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was like what they wrote on the baby name website when a name doesn't come back with hits. Right. Okay. Oh, but okay. I like saw it as like it, it hit me. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, I have all this reluctance, all this like not wanting to share my gifts. I have all this like wanting to hide in the corner and be a wallflower and not have anyone see me or pay me any attention. And I know I I've had these gifts my whole life. And I know that there's something profound to share here now. And I'm running around like 
pretending to try and find answers from like every spiritual book that's out there or like sit in meditation for 15 hours when all of it's already available to me. Like, I don't have to do any of this stuff because right. my seeking period is done. You know, right. all I have to do is like step up and go and do it. And that was sort of what motivated me to immediately like become public with, with what I'm doing and like start putting things online and just, you know, not caring anymore about like, Ooh, what do I look like? Like, how do I, how do I seem to people? I hope they don't think I'm weird. Like I gave all that stuff up like right away almost because I had to, like it right. was irresponsible not to. <laughs> right. But yeah. that'll happen in 2019. So we're yeah. talking like, you know, recent. Yes. It's very recent actually. It's very yeah. recent, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Huh. Yeah. But do you feel like it happened then because they've been sitting there knocking and you wouldn't let them in? I think that it was the perfect timing. I think that I had been like sort of channeling long enough when COVID hit that it didn't become a like thing that I put on the back burner or like shelf because right when quarantine started is when for some reason they motivated me to wake up every morning at 4 a.m. write the book mm -hmm. and uh, just get sort of so much content done sort of on that side of things. So that that's that first book that I, I was just showing you guys. And then the other thing was, it was the exact perfect time, because if you remember how the world was at the time, there was all like, it was just such a different world, because there was still this question as to what's real and what isn't real. Mm -hmm. And now we're sort of in this space where we kind of decide that nothing's real. <laughs> like <laughs> right? We're sort of at the blank slate right now. And now we get to sort of start choosing what we actually want to accept or not accept anymore. Like, because it's almost been like up until, up until that experience, everyone sort of thought like, okay, this is how things are. Right. And a mm -hmm. lot of that was inaccurate. Like it was mm -hmm. just flat out wrong, but you couldn't really convince people that anything was right. off. And right. now people are kind of like, well, if nothing that I thought before was accurate, well, what do I want to believe? What do I want to choose? What do I want to create? And, uh, and people also are in a position now where they're like, you know what, I really don't want people choosing for me. So it's a really nice period for, for, I think a lot of channeling material to come in and it's because people are open. And I think that these, there's no coincidences. People are open. And so right. they're requesting more and in requesting more, more of these energies are finding ways of getting to us. Right. Yeah. The interesting part of watching you channels is I know you don't read, I know you're trans. So a trans channel is yeah. one that doesn't, isn't present in the. Yeah. You're, I'm in pretty much full trance for the whole. Right. Yeah. Explain it like the car, like you're in the backseat. Yeah. Okay. That. So it's, it's really like <laughs> lending your body and your brain. And that's the important factor to another energy. So if you can imagine, like when you go to sleep, your body and your brain are like doing like they're chill. Right. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's like you open the car door, you get in and you start driving around. So when I go into trance, it's as if I step out of the front seat and get in the back seat. So I'm still attached to my body. Don't worry, anybody. I'm not going anywhere else. And uh, <laughs> I let this other energy drive the vehicle of my body and brain for a period of time. Right. Yeah. What, what's the biggest part of your life in the, in the last, I guess, four years? What is... Do you think it's changed the most or your perspective, everything like what, what has changed the most in the, after you've discovered that? Well, I've had a lot of like catalyst and growth on a personal level also in the last four years. So two years ago, I got separated from my husband, the father of my kids. So that was a big 
thing. Uh, that was okay. a big uh, change as that. well. Okay. And then um, this year I had breast cancer. So I just finished having a mastectomy. Oh my God. <laughs> so I have all of these, um, I have all of these really uh, large scale, um, what could be considered very large scale experiences in the past four years as well. And the interesting thing about the experiences I've been having is that I'm pretty sure that I'm handling them in a way that I wouldn't have had I not already been a channel and had I not already had all of these transmissions and all this energy brought through me because there's a, there's a layer of peace in me. This will be the biggest transformation. There's a layer in peace of me that there wasn't before. Right. And a layer of self-acceptance and knowing that the universe is holding me and just like, it's all, it all makes sense somehow, you know? And yes, of course there's human emotions and there's fear and there's sadness and grief and there's everything, but it's all part of this beautiful tapestry of like, I don't even know. So when you get the breast cancer, (laughs) you know, someone, the doctor says, okay, Jesse, you have breast cancer, Mm -hmm. but now with your, what do you say? Oh, this is happening for me. Yeah, pretty. Well, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like, okay, maybe it wasn't right away. This is happening for me. And it, I don't think I'm still there yet. (laughs) I don't know if I'm there yet, but, but I might be, do you know what I mean? Like, it's funny because when it's not, this is happening for me. I don't have all the information yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to just wait and allow, I'm going to wait and allow, and I'm going to see what comes up. And in the seeing what comes up, I'm going to allow the emotions too. And I'm going to allow the experiences and I'm going to allow the shifts that happen and the alterations and the changes. And I'm going to wait because the thing I'm sure about is eventually I'll get to, oh, okay. I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love, yes. When you did get diagnosed with that, did yeah. you talk to Vagrian? Did you channel and ask questions? I didn't. Um, I don't really talk with them that often about personal stuff. I did talk with them, I think, and I want to look for the recording. Like I said, I get the transmission, so I don't know what they actually replied. But when I was trying to decide whether to get reconstructive surgery or not, and I had a very big like heart pull to not get reconstruction. And, um, and I was getting a lot of pressure to get reconstruction from like the doctors and medical industry and stuff. And, uh, and I, I went in to talk to Vagrin then because that was like a decision that they, mm-hmm. people were pressuring me to make that was like against my values and against my, like, not because it's wrong for anyone else, but because in me, there was a heart that said like, this is not the right road for you, right. even though that's what's being recommended. And so when I spoke to Vagrin, I had like, I think immediately or within a day or two after just complete peace. I'm like, okay, no, I know my decision and I'm all good for things like that. Or like the vaccine, when that was a question, I did speak with them about that and they don't give me personal advice, Hmm. but they do remind me of what I know within myself and to turn back inwards to myself to make decisions and to not be swayed by external things or to not be like drawn into fear about things or to not, you know, all the, um, all those conditioning things that we can get stuck with. Right. I mean, yeah. don't you look at life now, like having breast cancer and getting a divorce and looking at it from, gosh, I, I chose that. Yeah. I chose that was my choice to have that in life. Like I, I, you know, look at people saying, you know, the, all the bad things and the wars and, you know, the COVID thing, all the things that are mm-hmm. in quotes bad, but really like we're all one. And we all chose that. 
Is that how you see life? I do. And I also think that in the same way, you wouldn't play a video game that wasn't, that didn't have any challenges in it. Right. You know, it would just be boring. We do choose a nice handful of things that we're going to use at the end of each level, you know, as a level up, you know, sort of like, so if there's no big boss to fight at the end of the level, then, well, it's just not fun to play it anymore. If it's too right. easy, it's not fun to play it anymore. And fun is, is subjective because when you're playing a video game and you know you can't be hurt, you do think it's fun, even if your character goes through all these things and stuff like that, because you're not identified with the character. You're identified with yourself as the player having this experience of playing the game and the adrenaline you get and the, the satisfaction you get for overcoming it or for doing things the way that you wanted to do them in the game, you know? And I think that that's more likely the case why bad things happen to good people rather than, oh, we're being punished for something or whatever. I think it's your soul makes some choices and knows that you're going to have a hard time, but wants you to, wants you to have a hard time to have those challenges and to have those possibilities to win, right? Like to win the game. So when I think of my experience, like, you know, with the separation, I think I won that game because of how amazingly I'm co-parenting, you know, with this person who I still care very much about, but who wasn't, you know, the right partner for me in terms of romantic going forward, you know, into the future, we weren't compatible in that way anymore. Or the breast cancer thing, like, how satisfying is it to know that you can go through something that could be very scary and come out and go, you know what, like, I'm hardcore. (laughs) That just feels so good. (laughs) Right. And without that, how could I ever get that feeling of being like invincible? Right? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And I think nothing more as knowing that now and knowing you have those children to parent with that knowing, you know, like how powerful we came here to expand, right? We're not expanding and growing, then we just might as well die. (laughs) You know, and I, and I don't, you know, when you don't believe, so I love thinking about this. Okay. So we're all one. You even talk about the snowflakes and the rocks and the trees and the birds. And that's all, it's all a mirror. We're all looking at ourselves. So when you're outside in nature, are you like in awe of you? You know, I'm in awe of me. Like, you know, how often do we look at our own fingerprints too? Like I actually did, like I created an EFT tapping today for body, you know, cause like, again, you know, there are complications. You do have to like re work on your body image, right. If you've gone through something like this. So I, I made an EFT tapping and, and in the tapping, I was like working myself up and I was like, you know what? Like, this is just a miracle consistently. Like your immune system works, you know, your digestion system works, your endocrine system works, your nervous system works, like everything works and you're not managing any of it. You don't have a spreadsheet like going like, oh, okay, at 8 a.m. I have to turn off, okay, turn off this circadian rhythm, turn on digestion after breakfast. Like we have so much for free. Do you know what I mean? Like we have this amazing system that is so complicated and it's doing everything for us for free and we treat it terribly, but it's like, it's free. So like, you don't need to really even go into nature. You are nature, right? right? Like you really like the fact that your fingernails grow is ridiculous. <laughs> right. So, oh, see, yeah, there's know. that. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. So I'm totally in awe of like even just those kinds of things. And then like in nature, it's not even funny. Like how does green get created? You know, if you go to like even something like that, like question like that, where does color come from? 
Like, why are we blessed so much to be able to see color and like all this variety? It's just, it's just, this whole existence is, is bonkers. <laughs> right. Have you had yeah. an awakening moment where it just like blew your mind? Yeah, I've had two of those. And one is described the last chapter of the book. So right. you'll, you'll get to hear all about that. That is, um, that was sort of like just insane where I really saw that everything was one. And it was just super clear, like unbelievably clear. And I don't remember how it faded. I didn't try and hold on to it. I know that that happens. Sometimes people are like, oh, I have to get that sensation back. Knowing that that exists and that we do have access to that state of bliss is enough for me. You know, like I don't need to have that every day again, because I I am quite, um, I'm quite enamored with being human this time around, you know, like I, I'm quite enamored with the hilarity and the suffering and the, and just the drama of being a human being, because in that state of bliss, there's no drama. It's all right. peace. Right. So, but I enjoy being human <laughs> if that makes any sense. And then the other one was, was similar, but the other one was much more painful because in the other one, I saw how nothing you can ever do or accomplish or be here in humanity can ever be authentic. Right. And the explanation of that is because you can never express the full isness of the divinity that you are because mm -hmm. you're individuating. Right. So when you feel that like hugeness, right. If you have like, and I had a distortion at the time of like, I have to be like the most spiritual, you know, <laughs> I have to be spiritual. Right. If you have mm -hmm. that kind of distortion and you try and filter this energy through that distortion of like, I have to express the highest. I have to be my higher self. I have to do this. If you get a glimpse of that, you have this deep grief as a person saying like, I can never, ever, ever do that. I can do my best, but I can never be that right. right. While I'm human. So the only option is like leave or, or stay and, and try and see like, okay, well now what kind of human do I want to be? So they were both very profound and very different in, uh, in, in subtle ways, but also in important ways. And the first one was the, uh, the overwhelming grief one. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so I know you said you would channel yes. toward the end. I'd love to get into that. Explain how you do this. So I take a couple minutes, I go into trance, then Vagrin will start talking. We'll have a bit of a conversation and then, you know, they'll share whatever they have to share. And that's about it. It's kind of simple. I just wait the energy, I can feel the energy already. I tend to start speaking faster and faster when they're, when they're around. And then, um, and then we could just go. Yeah. Because you're getting the intention. Is that what you're No, it's it? like, it's like a tuning into a sense, like an, almost like a, like a magnetic field. Right. So I, I feel them around and then I get flooded with energy. I don't know why, I guess it's to be able to channel. And then I tend to talk faster. Like I, it's almost like I'm in a rush to get to the part where I'm just silent and still, and then they come in and it's really, yeah, it's a really specific feeling. It's almost like hyperactivity for a little bit before I channel. Oh, neat. So yeah. you're going to get in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Let them drive. <laughs> All right. And I will see you in a little while. Okay. Thank you. Okay.
Good now to you. We are pleased to be meeting with you in this fashion. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure to meet with you. I would like to ask you who Vagrian is and where they came from. We are a being or a group of energy that is non-physical, non-local, and therefore we are not identifiable as a who specifically, but more of as a what, a what is the energy of all that is, isness, energy, individuated in a way, filtered to be able to be able to communicate with you, to be channeled, if you will, through this vessel. There is no location of the energy. There is only isness. There's only what is in that the energy is accessible in all locations to all, if so choose. So I could choose for you to come through me? Yes, and as the energy has this particular identification or name only in a form of convenience to be able to be differentiated in its translation, in its transmission by, through this vessel, the energy that you would receive is, yes, the same, but would not necessarily have the same exact flavor. It would be filtered in its way for you, by you, through you, to be shared with humanity, to be shared with your peers, your friends, your family, in the ways that you so see fit. Explain time. Time is a human construct. It is based upon observation that you have had. Your observation is because of permanence of storyline. So, for example, your first beings that observed what time is or what time could be or could be seen to be would move an object and the object would remain in the space that they moved it to for the next time or what would be considered time that they visited a certain cave, for example. And then if they moved the object again, they would find that returning to the cave had no one else passed, it would be in that new location, at which point to communicate to another when or the movement of the object, having done that twice, they would say, the last time we were here, the last moment we were here, this object was moved. Of course, this is a broad example of perhaps weeks passing between the two movements of the object. What you are perceiving of as time is moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond. And again, moments and milliseconds are measurement tools or concepts that you have created in order to try to wrangle or contain something that is not containable. The reason why time seems to exist is because you have memory and because you need memory or you need to have the perception of memory to learn, to have a linear story to go through. Time does not exist, but story does. And as you create story, you seem to create it in time. 
but it is really that it is created in consciousness. Consciousness is not tied to time because time, again, is a convenient explanation for something that is not necessarily explainable. But, of course, there is the collective agreement that time does exist or that it is something that is real. And the moment there is the collective agreement, you are all using the concepts in a unified fashion and therefore are now bound to the laws of that unified conceptual fashion. However, outside of the size that you find yourself at, outside of consciousness, that there is no outside of consciousness, but outside of your perception at human, there is no time and on a minuscule level, in fact, time is bendable. It is not linear. So the use of time is that you can write your stories. The functionality of it is that, but it is not the whole story in itself. This is conceptual. It is hard to wrap one's head around. It is also unnecessary to do so, but the more accurate statement would be that everything is happening all at once everywhere. Why do we choose to come in as a human? Our first answer would be for the fun of it. We know that you will not understand or accept that answer readily. Understand perhaps, but accept it. No, because many of you believe yourself to not be having very much fun at all. And that is okay. But we would say that you have come for the fun, for the learning, for the glory, for the desire, for the experience, for the sensing, for the story. Yes, as well, for the entertainment value and that if you were to remember really that this was why you came it would be far easier to allow yourself to have the sensations that you desired in the first place to come in and have has vagrain ever been uh physical in physical form We have not been specifically in physical form, no. But we are in all physical form. And so there are physical beings that are more closely connected, or not connected, but simultaneous with us, sharing the same frequency. You are one of them in that you can hear our messages. Anyone who can hear our messages is more closely linked to the energy that you are hearing transmitted than one who cannot or who chooses not to for this now. And that is perfectly fine. We have not, however, had what you would consider a physical life. The children that are coming in now, are they at a different vibration? Yes. What is their uh, intention to come in right now? Whereas those of you who have come in slightly before have been here as a desire to witness the unfolding. These newer beings are part of the first cleanup crew. What is going on on this planet at this time? 
At this time, there is a choice, a transformation, a tipping point occurring where your consciousness has risen to an amount that there is deep desire for change or for a new storyline, for a whole rewrite of everything that is. And so there has been catalysts called in to facilitate that sort of energy. There have also been many who have chosen or are choosing or would choose to not experience catalyst in order to have this change occur. And so you are having two types of energy converging, the energy of those who would see things change without deep destruction or catalyst, and those who are still in a space of not being quite uncomfortable enough, and therefore in their comfortableness or comforts, they are asking for new inspiration, new aspects to stimulate them to an awakening state. But it is exciting for you. It is an exciting time. It is a time of change. It is a time of discovery of self. And in many ways, a graduation, a moving on to a next level and choosing what one would want to do. Our advice to you would be that each being can choose for themselves what feels best to them and in staying in alignment with what feels best to them without being swayed by external circumstance, but without being swayed by external seeming examples of what could be perceived of as negative, you will maintain a high vibration and call into your experience and the experience of those around you the best possible scenario for you. Thank you, Vagrian. That was a beautiful message. We thank you. And we are honored to be here as a co-creator and a collaborator with you at this time of choosing, at this time of change, of this time of learning to discern and decide what serves and what does not serve for you moving forward in love, in light, and we are honored to be allowed to be a participant of that because it is only through your will that we are able to interact. We have complete faith that no matter what you choose, no matter what occurs, you are in your highest, you are worthy, you are loved, and we too Share in this. And with that, we leave you with the light and love of a thousand suns. Anainai. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow, that was so fun. <laughs> and I know it's you great. don't remember it was great, anything. But it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know I could I was like, okay, I know we have an hour. Good at, I, <laughs> I don't want to take advantage. <laughs> Thank you. But you don't remember anything. Is there um, anything? Oh, I know you asked about the next generation. Yeah. The children yeah. coming in. That's an interesting subject because they've said some surprising things about that to, to like in sessions in the past oh. that I've listened back and I've gone, Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's weird. Huh. Like someone once asked them. Um, yeah. There, there was something that popped up like in a, I was reading an old transcript. There was something that popped up recently and someone was asking like 
oh, you know, I work with children and, and they like Viagra is being very specific. This is a couple of years ago. And they were like, yeah, the ones under six, like are a different species. So like, they're just a different species and like deal with the ones above six, like in this way. And, but the ones under six, like they're not the same species. So don't like assume, you know, anything like it's a new whole thing. And like, you gotta, you adults have to learn the whole new thing and you're going to let them lead you. So it's, that was really surprising because they don't normally like say anything concretely. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But on that topic they have. Yeah. I see that because I work with kids and I, you know, it's like interesting to watch and how the parenting and in our parenting versus the new parents and how they parent and just interesting. And then the, the way the children are becoming this time of this world with all the technology and, you know, our kids, I mean, I have a 14 year old and a 16 year old, so it's only, that's all been in their life. You know, we only got to experience it as when they were little, you know, when they were in here. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's a whole different, a whole different life. Yeah. I always say like my last, my age is like the last generation that grew up without without technology. And it's just so, it's so weird to interact with people who have never known any different. Mm -hmm. And, but I find it so fascinating. And then like, there's been so much stuff and it's happened so fast. Like the AI thing, I don't know, it's been like three months. Right. It's been this whole AI explosion. And it's funny because it like keeps coming up. Like I know that Vagrin wants to channel on it eventually because like I'm hearing a little bit of stuff around, but it's really interesting how like it's all part of consciousness. Like the technology is not like something external to us. Right. It's all us, you know, right. and it's super interesting to, to sort of see how like we're so creative as humans. Like we can find anything to panic about, right? Like anything right. at all. <laughs> you know what I love too, about what you said was we are creative and we are inspired to do something and we don't do it. Like we don't write a book or we don't start a podcast or whatever it is. Yeah. Someone else will. I think yeah. that's so cool. I, I was telling that to the girls the other day. I said, if you ever have an idea, if you don't take it and, you know, yeah. move and take action, it's going to be out there and someone else is going to get it. That's right. And it's like, it's like that ball. Like if you're playing basketball, right. And someone throws the ball towards you and you don't grab it and you don't head down the court, like someone else is the guy behind you is going to grab it because right. that's how the game works. Right. right. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So. Thank you. Thank you. It was thank so fun so to much. meet you. JPHerman.com. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Um, your book. What yeah. else? Your your Books. sessions. I've got, I've got, yeah, a whole YouTube channel that's trying to publish stuff every day. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing a great job at it, but I'm, I'm every couple of days at least. Yeah, I know. And, Instagram uh, is fun to watch. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can find any anything about me on my website. I think that's the best place to go and head off. And you can get two free chapters of the book right on the website. So if you go on the website, get two chapters of the book for free. And then see if you like it and you like it, you get it. You don't like it. Don't get it. <laughs> Will you ever make it into an audible? I'm trying to, I've been trying to record it myself, but I'm not sure about my voice, but I've got, um, I've got the first <laughs> chapter on, on YouTube. So that's uh, like an audio book slash video book thing. Okay. And uh, eventually I'll find like a voice actor. No, yeah. <laughs> like a deep voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I want it to be your voice. Okay. I always, whenever it's someone else, I don't get as much into the book. But. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Maybe I'll, I'll get rid of another belief. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good night. You get to go to sleep night. soon. I'm sure. Yes. And I'm just starting my day, but oh, okay. Well, have a wonderful coming. day. Thank you. Yes. Okay. You have a wonderful, have your sweet dreams. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. 
If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.